Hello, and welcome to Breast Cancer Conversations, a podcast brought to you by survivingbreastcancer.org. I'm Laura Carfing, breast cancer survivor and founder of survivingbreastcancer.org, a nonprofit organization providing community, education, and resources to empower those diagnosed with breast cancer and their caregivers from day one and beyond. Today, we are speaking with Kyla Thompson, who is the creator and founder of Pink Kids. We're going to learn a little bit more about her background and her entire inspiration of her why and how Pink Kids came to fruition. Without further ado, let's jump right in. Welcome to the conversation. so excited to have you on our podcast, Breast Cancer Conversations. I know this is not your first time with us on the podcast, so it's great to have you back. And specifically to connect with us about the fantastic and amazing work you are doing to support kids and young adults and children and whatever nomenclature we want to use to really carve out space in the breast cancer community for this population of people who either have a mom or potentially a father, um, who's been diagnosed with breast cancer. And so I think what you are doing is absolutely amazing. Everyone who's listening to our podcast and coming to our website, survivingbreastcancer.org, needs to know about this. And we are just so thrilled to be partnering with you. Well, thank you so much for having me. I have been so giddy about working with y'all ever since how, I mean, how many months ago was it now that Abigail asked me to um, talk for that panel And I think like, I always tell my dad, like, that was kind of the time just like, I saw this whole transformation completely change. And like, I was like, this is going to be real. Like, I'm going to help kids. And I was like, after the panel, I was like, I need to be working with these people and getting it out there. So I am so honored and grateful to even being in partnership with y'all and just so excited to see all the things that come from this and the kids that we're going to help and support and yeah, I'm yeah, super excited. Absolutely. And so to give some background and context, you know, when I started survivingbreastcancer.org, it was shortly after my own personal diagnosis with breast cancer, really trying to figure out what is the platform that I wish I had when I was going through my diagnosis. And then over the last couple of years, it really has evolved into all of these like I don't like almost interdisciplinary facets of breast cancer. And so one of these facets that I'm realizing is like, yes, I, the patient, am going through this, but then, you know, if you have children or as a child who's going through your mother and, you know, I'm just going to be very inclusive here too, right? Like if you are the 1% of men with breast cancer and a father going through breast cancer, how are you internalizing this? And that there are different stages of how children are processing, you know, you might have... Um, You might be a pregnant mom, you might have young toddlers at home, you might have um, adolescents or people just about to go into high school. And so how they understand these kind of bits and chunks of cancer, I think needs to be age appropriate information that we deliver to them. But then outside of taking that framework of the person who's diagnosed, how should we talk to our kids about cancer? How do the kids talk about it? What is going on in your mind? And that is something, that is the lived experience that I cannot share because I did not go through that. You are the expert in your experience. And so I think bringing to light that there is this unmet need to support this this demographic, this community of yeah. kids who have a parent diagnosed with cancer is, is critical. So tell me a little bit about... Um, Obviously, you have some personal experience with this, and then the idea evolved. So let's 
kind of take our, our listeners back to yeah. a little bit about yeah, your we'll story. Yeah, we'll take it back to the beginning. Because can we just yeah, dive so, right in? We go deep quick. Yeah, we, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're like, let's just get this. This is what it is. Yeah. But so my st- so basically kind of how it all, like, why breast cancer and just, like, all of just helping is so important to me is my mom. She is my why. She's my best friend. Just the way you see your mom. Uh, and she was diagnosed when I was two years old. And obviously, what is a two-year-old now? Like, we're not processing this type of stuff. Like, we're like, we just want to be with mommy. Just like, I want to hang out with her all the time. And so as years went by and um, she went into remission, still didn't think anything of breast cancer because it just wasn't really. And I always say this at the beginning, like, um, every mom chooses to deal with breast cancer in their own unique way. And no way is right or wrong. It's just the way they choose to do it. And so my mom chose to deal with breast cancer by not having it define her. And um, so that's kind of how I want to like preface by telling this story is like a lot of the way I say this story is that it was never really at the forefront of my mind. It was always at the back because that's just the way she wanted it to be. So that's my personal way I'm telling my story. But um, so she was in remission for a while, thank goodness. And I always I had so many of the years um, where um, you just like kind of go through learning life, um, where she would pick me up from school, we go to the library, go to the farmers market, just do all of those things. And it didn't kind of I didn't start thinking, oh, like my mom's like actually not okay until about two in 2014. And this is when she would text and be like, I can't pick you up from school. Your dad's going to, because I had to go home after getting chemo and I'm just super tired. And then one thing led to another. And then there was an oxygen tank in her room. And I was like, what is this big thing? Like, why is this here? And I was like going to bed earlier than usual. And just like all of those things, I was like, there are signs of something is not right with her. And, um, come October 20th, 2014, um, was last time that I saw her. And then she um, passed away the morning of uh, October 21st, 2014. And we always had this thing in the morning and we called it, she would come into our room. My sister and I shared a room and she would sing good morning sunshine. And we always called this like our mommy time. And it was around, she probably woke up every morning at like 545 and didn't get to us until six. And obviously um, I didn't know that she had passed away until lunchtime but she had passed away that morning at around 6 a.m. And just the way the world works, it's it's mommy time. And so I always think on back on those moments very fondly in the morning. Um, but that's kind of my story with breast cancer. Um, and obviously still to this day um, in the effects of not having her hair, which is super duper hard um, and just something I never wish anyone to go through. Um, but I'm just grateful that although my dad always said it, he was like, after she passed away, um, we just, we were like, obviously there was the grief and all of that, but we were like, what would mom want us to do? And my dad always said, we don't have to change everything. You just have to change your one thing. And if everybody does that one thing, then we indeed change everything. And this is my one thing. It is helping kids who feel alone 
and feel like they have no place to go, anyone to talk to, and just know that they have the support of these countless kids out there that are just there for them. So that's just my story, my why, my why I'm here. This community for kids that you keep talking about, can you tell me a little bit more about that? I know we are partnering strategically with that at survivingbreastcancer.org and you, but I would love some clarification also for our listeners and viewers who are who are going to our website. You know, is your vision to be focusing on just any kid who's going through this experience, specifically children who just found out that their mother or father have been diagnosed with breast cancer, or is it during the bereavement process after someone has passed? even a little backstory of even why, when I even started thinking about this idea, it was in 2016. And like, that's, that was two years after um, she had passed in this moment, like this sucks. I just want to be with her. I bet so many other people are thinking this too, but I don't even feel like I can tell anyone. I, do I talk to my friends about this? Do they even understand? I don't, I don't want to talk to the therapist. I don't want to talk to a counselor. Like I don't want to talk to my dad. And so obviously that's my special unique situation during the grieving process. But I would say the same thing, even before my mom had passed away, I would want to talk to someone that understood what I was going through that my friend didn't. My vision with all of this is having kids after, right after the diagnosis, during, even during remission, their mom's remission, even, or not even, but like even survivorship and like, mm-hmm. Even after say you just heard like a few days after that your mom had passed away that there's a community for you and just any part of wherever you are like knowing that there is a group that can just sit there and be there with you and just empathize with what you're going through so just all of like anyone (laughs) amazing amazing it's such a need and you know, I think by you putting your story out there, by us being able to share that on the podcast, by us being able to market it to to the world, basically, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised about how many people you're going to be helping. And, you know, sometimes, you know, it's it's like these small little things. I don't want to say like they're obvious, but I feel like sometimes people take for granted how many resources are out there that we don't think that there are still resources that are missing. And so, yes. you know, as you're going through all of this, you're just like really figuring out what the gaps were. I mean, that's how I came to survivingbreastcancer.org. It's like, you're physically going through this process and you're like, wow, I can't find X, Y, and Z. So let's go Mm -hmm. out and create it. And that's what I love about your enthusiasm, your joy to V about it, how you are bringing in the legacy of your mother and then how you're passing the torch forward to help so many more people. I wish I didn't have to create this support group and I wish there didn't have to be all of these things out there for moms and like all of these groups, but the worst, like it's a reality and just whatever way to help is kind of, I think everyone in this world is trying to do is help each other. A hundred percent. And so we are so excited, like we mentioned earlier to have you not only as like a panelist, but to really be partnering with us and spearheading this initiative. My biggest thing that I wish I had going through after her diagnosis, remission, grieving, just having simplified terms, actual just pages that you can click on. And it can be like, this is what breast cancer is, but just so simplified that like I can understand it. And it doesn't seem overwhelming and scary or what this side effect, like, why is my mom losing hair? Like, and it's okay. Like just pages, just 
like of what this treatment is just simple pages for kids to understand a place where it's like you can have like books for different age groups of being like this is what I would read I'm very into like connecting with people through photos and a big thing is the photo wall and just putting down the my whys and just seeing faces and of people that you can love and support. Um, so those are like my big ones. That I'm I love excited. that. I love that. Oh, so exciting. And I feel like you're just like scratching the surface there with your ideas and then how, <laughs> how it's just going to take off, which is amazing. Thank you so much, Kyla, for partnering with survivingbreastcancer.org. I am so excited for the SBC Pink Kids community to grow and to thrive. For all of you listening, you can check out our platform and more information of everything we described today at survivingbreastcancer.org forward slash families, where you can find resources for children, adolescents, spouses, families, caregivers, etc. So thank you again so much. We're so glad you are joining us and we look forward to all of this amazing goodness to come. Thank you all for joining and tuning in each week to Breast Cancer Conversations. As a reminder, this content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always ask the advice of your physician or other qualified health professionals with any questions you have regarding a medical condition. Be sure to check us out at survivingbreastcancer.org where you can find out more about upcoming happenings and events and webinars, as well as follow us on social media. Instagram's handle is survivingbreastcancer.org, all one word, and also on Twitter, which is SBC underscore ORG. Let's continue the conversation online. Keep on thriving, and we'll talk to you again next week.